Welcome to the Sultans of Smoke Cigar Cast, Drew Mo. Yo. Mukau Rich. Bringing the bull. What's up, gents? Not much, man. How was it? Vacation? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Is that right? Should have never went. <laughs> <laughs> Drew, I actually, the, the, the question I wanted to lead off with was this. Yeah. So if anybody that's listened to our podcast from the beginning, which, believe it or not, some people have, there was a cigar that we used to talk about um, that my father made for Casa in Chicago called the Oro de Nicaragua. Yeah. And obviously we have not talked about that for a very long time. I'm not sure if I have any left. Um, but you smoked one on vacation. How have they aged them? And I mean, how many years? Like, dude, those cigars are what? About eight years old now? Uh, yeah, I think that was a 15, wasn't it? I'm like 14 or 15, yeah. I have a box of, uh, just the box sitting around here somewhere. Uh, it was tasty. Was it? Yeah, no, it was, it was good. Cigar was great, man. Might be the best one I actually had that, that trip. No. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. You had, you had some, some heavy hitters. Had some good stuff. Pack, pack. Year of the rat? Well, I didn't get to smoke it, but yes. Yeah, I didn't get to smoke all of them. That's a monster cigar. That was it, the My Father, man. It was good. Uh, let's look. What did I... I did. I, sm- I smoked a bit. Partagas... Uh, we, we went to the uh, J.C. Newman factory. Uh, it actually was pretty cool. Um, interesting as far as the factory and all goes. Uh, just just cool for the the fact of uh, being in the uh, factory in in the United States. I mean, that's where it used to be all at, man. Cool, cool stuff. Um, the old building and stuff like that. Um, and then they still, they still make the American, I believe is the name of the cigar there. Not a great cigar, but, uh, (laughs) I smoked one. We did. It is a hundred percent American down to the cello and the boxes made and everything. Um, but it was cool. They were they were rolling some up, a um, bunch of their machine stuff uh, they were doing there too, which are actually made on like hundred year old machines or whatever too. So the factory tour was actually really cool. Uh, happy we were able to do that. Davidoff was That's cool. Awesome. You, you went to Davidoff Tampa. Yeah. Right. I've never even been to Tampa. Tampa's a cool city. Did you see? Did you see the main attraction at Tampa? Um, what is the what is the main attraction? What is the main attraction? It needs to be said. I guess so. The Danny. Oh, that's a side conversation. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. <Uh-oh. laughs> that's not for right. that's not for podcasting. Not for 
Yep. All right. Fair enough. We'll have to hit that one later then. Yep. And Drew, congratulations on your Avalanche winning the uh, Stanley Cup. Hell yeah, man. Good, yeah, good series. Yeah. I'm happy about it. Mm-hmm. Would have been better to go to the game, but I was in Tampa to see them whoop whoop up on Tampa there. <laughs> like, even if you're not a hockey fan and you have a chance to go to a professional hockey game, it's really incredible. Like, it's a lot of fun. And if you go to a playoff hockey game, if the team in your respective city is really good, it's awesome. Like, hockey live is really fun to watch. So. It is. I wish you could have gone. What's that? It is. I wish I could have gone, too. The uh, my wife kind of started watching some with me, and she really enjoyed it. Yeah. Kyle, did, did you say something? I'm sorry. No, no, I didn't. Mm-hmm. I think there's a little echo going on though. Yeah, there is. Fantastic. But I remember when Drew and I, we would go when the Blackhawks were good, and I was living in Tulsa. We would go watch Blackhawks playoff games. It was awesome. Yes. You think the sound's coming okay through the board there, Drew? Oh, probably not, but we'll find out next week when we listen to it. <laughs> could, could be completely unlistenable. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> slightly, slightly different than usual. Yes. Yeah, I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> see. All right. Cool. Not gonna lie, I forgot we podcast. We're we're really not podcasting. I haven't uploaded anything in years. Yeah, <laughs> this is like a weekly weekly uh, conference call. Figment of everybody's imagination. You're mm-hmm. listening to all different things in your heads. Mm-hmm. You guys don't. You, you just guys put up random sounds. Do you guys actually listen? I used to. Okay. Me too. I was like, oh, we could get better if we did this and if we did that. And then we just never did any of it. So I was like, mm-hmm. hey, whatever. Yeah. I'm here for it. Very much. Do you ever listen, Drew? Never. <laughs> never have. I don't think you ever did to begin with. Never have. Ever. The only time I've listened is if I had to edit an episode. Which is rare. It is now. <laughs> I don't. I don't edit um, uncut. So speaking of uncut and unedited, I am, and I don't know, I, I think a lot of the people that listen to our podcast know who Hot Ticket is. But I cannot believe not only the videos that they're putting out, but they fucking tag the people that they're making fun of. Yeah. Oh, those Instagram reels? Yeah. Yeah. That's good yeah, stuff. pretty funny. Like, taking on those influencers? That's fucking hilarious. Oh, my God. Most of them seem to have 
some kind of sense of humor about it. Yeah. But it seems like some don't, right? They got some taken down. And yeah. Some shit for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're going hard with some uh, some humor. Going hard. Pretty wild. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of things that are wild, uh, so know your cigar <laughs> business. What updates do you have for product? What's coming? Oh, I want to know what's coming. We're going to release like a million different things and, and we're going to like, uh, yeah, we're just going to stick retailers with a bunch of stuff that they can't move just so they can get something limited. You went full um, limited for, for the, yeah, out of nowhere? Yeah, limited. Nice. Uh, yeah. Everything's going to be limited. Um, so I've come to the conclusion. Well, first of all, okay, update on the Sumatra. It's not shipping till after PCA, unfortunately. Um, I will have stuff for display and some samples at PCA, but it will not be shipping to retailers till after. Does that um, just mean the cigars will be aged a little longer? Yes, it will be. But, one, uh, of those, one of those packaging deals or something? Yeah. So, well, you know what, man? Because I'm actually not upset about it because there's the people that we're going to order have ordered. And there's just so much new shit coming out of PCA that it was going to be overshadowed anyway. So I was just kind of like, eh, you know what, whatever. Um, but it, so the blend is a, a variation of the Maduro blend. And that blend, as it has aged, has really continues to come alive more and more. Uh, so I'm very excited about it. I actually don't mind. Um, so it'll just be better. I think so. I mean, it's, you know, it's three, four weeks, but still. Um, but the one thing, and maybe I probably shouldn't say this, but at this point, I honestly just don't fucking care. Um, there is just this prevailing thing that I see, really not only in the, in, in the cigar business, but really in any business, um, it just seems like if you do things the right way and you treat people with respect, it's very unlikely you're going to get it back. And if you treat people like shit, you're going to get respect. It literally feels like we live in a time where it's just like what's up is down, what's down is up. It's like really weird. I can't explain it. You know? I don't know. Is it actually treating them like shit, or is it that when you when you do some shit in weird ways, you make some extra money for people, and they want that money? Uh, I I don't know. Um, uh, you know, I'm really not. I'm really not sure. I've had this conversation with a few different people over the past couple weeks, um, based on just some stuff that I've heard and I've seen. Um, and they seem to agree with it. Uh, it almost seems like the more irresponsible you are towards the people buying your product, the more rewarded you'll be. Almost really like you can't un underestimate cigar consumers enough. What do you mean? Like every time you think, oh, cigar consumers would never get fooled by that, or they're too smart to buy that, you're wrong, and they do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not only that, like, but retailers too. Yeah. 
Well, but I think the retailers probably know those consumers well enough to know that you can't you can't underestimate our people <laughs> enough. Like you are overestimating them, no matter what you think. Yeah, I mean it's fascinating, man. Like, um, okay, so I try to make sure as best I could that I really don't have product issues, like product availability issues, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I try to think ahead as much as possible. I'll even sit on extra inventory for a little bit if I have to, because you'd rather, you can't make money if you have nothing to sell when the opportunities come. But I also think that it worked against me because what I've seen is that the guys that are out of stock, when they get stuff, people are bending over backwards to buy it or to get it to make sure they get their what they need. And then it comes to, a like, for me, they feel like, well, I could order it and get it at any time because they, you know, he does a good job of, keeping stuff or getting, you know, getting, adding product. So I could back burner patina and I just got to be able to get some of this other stuff that I'm not sure what next time I'm going to be able to get it. Like I truly feel like that's worked against me. Probably so. You're manufacturing cigars and they're manufacturing scarcity. Yeah. And I mean, it, it wins. (laughs) Yeah, for Mm. sure. It's, It's incredible, man. Like, People always ask me, like, what have you learned? Like, what have you, what would you do different? I mean, where do I begin? The amount that I've learned about human behavior is incredible. So. Yeah. Everyone just wants what they can't have. Mm-hmm. Except Drew, who gets everything he wants. Almost. Wasn't always that way. Almost. <laughs> Drew, Drew's come, come through a lot of shit. Mode. What else we got? We got Actually, Chips and Lionsdale's had a great question. He had, he had three things he sent over. We'll knock his stuff out. Do his it. first question. Does my father pay royalties to Drew for the Judge Cigar? We we can't disclose that information. <laughs> Forever a mystery. Sign the NDA. Or allegedly signs an NDA. Is that the full answer? Yeah, what else we got? <laughs> All right. Uh, next question. Does Kyle go buy boxes of cigars? He recommends box buys for in blind reviews. So the blind reviews, you either say I would buy... A single, a fiber, or a box, right? And sometimes yeah. I say go buy a box. He wants to know, do I actually go buy those boxes? Mm-hmm. And in a lot of cases, the answer is yes. Oh. Um, with the caveat that I don't have any room in my cabinet. And <laughs> so I buy less than I used to. Um, but a lot of the time I have bought boxes based on, on those. And most of my buying decisions are actually guided by that these days. Because wow. I, don't, I don't buy most stuff anymore, like just to try it. Because mm-hmm. I'm going yeah. to try a lot of stuff that way. Mm-hmm. So I'll buy stuff 
based on what's good. Yeah. So not every time. Obviously, I didn't buy a box of Atabay. Why, uh, why not? Because it's like $1,000. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's not. It's hard to justify, right? But yeah, I have bought a bunch of boxes that way. Do you buy fivers when you suggest that? I almost never buy fibers of anything ever. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's hard to say. Um, will I grab that cigar next time I'm in a shop and, and I want to smoke something? Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. But man, the singles, will I pick them up again? Probably not. So mm. definitely so, guides behavior. So here here's an interesting question for you guys. At what point do you say Okay, that's just too. I don't care how much I like this cigar. I'm not buying a box of that. That's just ridiculous. And is there is there a sweet spot? I guess like even if you smoke a cigar that you say like Drew, I, I think Drew that was what you were asking. But like so, if you even if to you a cigar is box worthy. And you would love to have a box of it. If it's out of your price range, and everybody's price range is going to be different, right? Um, do you buy less cigars to be able to afford a box of that? Or do you say, you know what, I'll buy this once in a while for a few here and there. And my box buys will consist of stuff that I could smoke on a more regular basis, afford to smoke on a more regular basis. Mm. All depends on the amount of cigars you have and the budget you're looking at, I guess. Like, it, right now, it's hard for me to justify buying just about anything. Mm-hmm. Right? But, um, I don't know, I, I usually sweet spot a box for, I don't know, two or three hundred bucks is pretty normal for a box. Mm-hmm. I'll go with that. No problem there at all. Um, then, like, could I drop, could I buy a box of that away? Absolutely. Would I feel stupid doing it? Absolutely. I'm just not gonna. Right? So it's more like, there's like a level of, I would feel stupid. Mm-hmm. So I think that's somewhere around the like 500 plus range for a box. I'd probably start feeling pretty stupid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if I can get a really good box for $200 of like very good cigars, yeah. right? Why am I going to pay $500 for or a box of also very good cigars that are not that different. Right. Do you, you put them on the same level then, or you, you can? If you find the right ones, right? Yeah. Like, it, for example, am I going to buy a box of Patina, whatever comes out? 100% guaranteed. Well, yeah. That's going to be a good deal. Is that probably on the same level as the next level up of cigars in price? I think so. Hopefully. I mean, I don't think yeah, <laughs> No. But you do, you do have some of those on occasion cigars, right? Like, do I have yeah. several Atabe chilling in my humidor? Yeah, absolutely. Nice. Mm-hmm. Do you have several patina chilling? And I just want to remind, like, the people listening, if we have any new listeners, which is highly doubtful, but... <laughs> And we've talked about this before, too. Like, don't get yourself into a financial bind, like, buying cigars. 
stick to what you could afford, find, maximize your money, and find the best stuff for the price point that, that you're comfortable operating at. Bundles. Yeah. I mean, if you like them, fucking do it. That's Fact- great. Oh, fuck Fact- yeah. Factory throwouts. <laughs> I, listen, I can't tell you how many shops. I've, the last two shops I've been in, I've, I've watched multiple guys walk in and be like, yeah, do you have this factory this or that factory that bundles? Let me just grab a bundle. It's incredible. That's the majority of sales. That and flavored. Yeah. Uh, the uh, factory tour, fun fact, mm-hmm. was interesting. In their machine rolled stuff, so J.C. Newman also distributes um, uh, Fuente stuff, I... Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. out of that factory. So as they're packaging stuff, if they'll do their quality control and if crap's messed up, they will um, shred the shitty cigars and it will go into their factory throwouts. Cool. <laughs> like that's the short filler now? Yeah. Cool. It can be. Nothing wrong with that. I uh, I don't think I got a picture of it. It was a giant room, um, probably Ooh. twenty foot by twenty foot squared. Mm-hmm. Mm hmm. God, ten, ten, twelve foot tall, maybe taller. Fucking just full of shredded tobacco. Mm hmm. <laughs> wow. yeah. Put it like in a big tub, not tub, but like yeah. Yeah, they'll put it like <laughs> a like a wheelbarrow and. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Big uh, snow shovel and wheelbarrow it to the station. <laughs> yeah. Could That's be Opus amazing. in that uh, factory throwout. Very cool. I'm glad they use it, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's nice. Shitty part is you could get some, some good factory throwout. And then you can get some shitty factory throwouts. <laughs> Pretty much. Danger, right? You're playing a game. It's like yeah. dollar scratch-offs. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess we should probably talk about that one big piece of cigar news that everybody's talking about. What's that? What is that? P- Patina Sumatra. Oh, yeah, Honestly. no one's talking about that. No, no I'm talking cares. about uh, Room 101 being acquired by Scandinavian Tobacco Group. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We've had Booth on a few times, twice? Uh, yeah, I think twice. I think so. Yeah. We should have him on again. We should. There you go. Hot tickets having him on this coming week. Oh, okay. Very happy for him. Absolutely. You know, um, for those that don't know him, he is really, really cool dude. Really is. <clears throat> now, what do you guys think? I mean, your topic. I'm curious what Drew thinks. I already know what I think. True. What do you, well, yeah. What do you... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we want to know what you think, Kyle. Shit. You're the opinionated one. I didn't think much about it, I'll tell you that. 
Drew was on vacation when it on the happened. Beach. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's fair. I mean, I guess like if we go back in time, right? We've been calling mm-hmm. that something like this is going to start happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So no surprise. Yeah. And anybody who listens to us knows that there's a price on these businesses. They're businesses, right? Mm-hmm. Of course, you're going to sell it at, a, at the correct price. You'd be stupid not to. Otherwise, right. you're not a business person. Mm-hmm. Um, if you somehow believe you, you, you know. I have a passion project for making tobacco. If somebody gives you a, a sack full of cash, you can go make whatever tobacco you want. You can go blend whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> Nobody's going to mm-hmm. stop you. You can have your passion, right? Like, I, I don't know. I feel like there's more coming, right? Mm. STG even kind of said so in the mm-hmm. announcement. It looked like they're going to buy more. Oh, yeah. So the interesting thing about that from my perspective is, and and they were very careful to talk about you know, it's going to be the same factories that are making the cigars and all mm-hmm. that stuff, right? And that's going to be in creative control, all this, all mm-hmm. this stuff, right? Which yeah. I think is something that a lot of companies say, and then you have to see if it's going to be real. Yeah. But the thing that makes it interesting is if they're actually going to try and buy more companies, I feel like you have to kind of come through with that to some degree. Otherwise, people aren't going to be as likely to sell to you. Mm-hmm. So that's an interesting <sighs> distinction. Right, you see this in craft beer, where some of those first, some of those big acquisitions, I guess, went south because they they just fucked up the beer. Mm-hmm. But then they learned, mm-hmm. and they then they just said like, let's just put our muscle behind the craft thing, and everybody wins, and there's a shit ton of the craft thing now. So if they can do yeah. that, uh, good luck to the rest of the boutique industry. Gotta be smart with it. That's opinion. the way to. That's the way to do yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a big if. Hopefully they do. They can keep doing what they're doing what they they were doing, but with more money. Right. Or more and reach. logistics. Yep. I mean, Mo, if you didn't have to follow up about boxes and bands, <laughs> how much better is your life? I mean, certainly holds things up, you know? You know, time will tell, but it feels like they're trying to send messages like they're going to do it right. Now we find out. Um, there, I agree there's going to be more. I I have a couple in mind that I think it will be. Do you want to make any predictions? No, not no, absolutely not. Um, not not. Uh, yeah, no, not officially. Uh, and then, um, I I was surprised that I did not think Room One Hundred One would be the first domino to fall. Well, I didn't. Um. It just wasn't my, based on what I was hearing and all of that, I just did not, I just didn't think it would be that one. That'd be the first one. Um, but it was, so it's going to be interesting to see. Well, I guess technically he's not the first, I guess technically Drew Estate was the first one. Yeah. Of, you know, modern 
cigar smoking, right? Yeah, I mean, there have been a few, right? CAO got acquired. Yeah. And it's really a question of are they going to let them do what they did before or not? I would even argue that Drew Estate mostly has, but somewhat Mm -hmm. has not. Right? They had to release a whole bunch of shit that was manufactured scarcity before, from what I can tell. Yeah. But they're doing well under Swisher. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm. I'm. Listen, man. I'm. I'm just like I said. I'm. I'm ha- If 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 Matt Booth is happy, I'm happy for him because he deserves it. So it's good stuff. Yeah, that's basically the same way that I'd feel about most of the most of the boutique dudes getting bought. Um, you know, hopefully for for the people that enjoy Room 101 cigars and all of that, they continue to do them in the way that he did them. So. Mm-hmm. Cool. Drew, any thoughts while we were talking about it? Um, no, good for him. <laughs> well, coming from a uh, guy who works at a place that just got acquired, any any differences in operations since you guys were acquired? No, we did it. Um, we were fortunate. And we found a company that um, tr- trusted us. Well, they bought us for our skill sets, and they're letting us continue to do what we did best. Nice. Good. Well, there you go, STG. Let Booth do what he does best. I mean, if they do that yeah. and they they can buy some other brands, they're in a position of, of it's a strong market position. Yeah. Cool. The big beyond just that will be um factories uh and what cigar i mean how much like the question i ask myself is how much more contracting are factories going to take on going forward to the success of placencia has me uh Watching it very closely. Placencia is absolutely killing it out there. At some point, that's going to affect the tobacco that's available to all of the people that rely on Placencia for tobacco in addition to the brands that are made there, which are a lot. So you're thinking, you know, if you you own the vertical... And you you get your first choice of everything, right? Mm. Everybody else's stuff can suffer from that, and and you you'll tell them it'll suffer, or you just won't mm. won't do it, right? right. Makes sense. Because you know, obviously, a- AJ Fernandez has been doing that, and he also makes a lot of cigars, but he has his own, you know, whole brand and all of that, um, and he's a big operation. Uh, my father, uh, to a you know, is a little bit sm- obviously smaller than Placencia, probably on par with AJ. But even them have really cut back on a lot of the stuff they make for outside 
besides them and Tatalahe. I don't even know if they make anybody else anymore. Do they still do anything for Crown Head? I don't know. So yeah, it's it's gonna be gonna be interesting. Yeah, that's the joy of the big explosive growth, right? There's only so many factories right now, and but, you know they can you can put more up, right? You can do more, but there's only so many skilled rollers. Mm-hmm. Only so much land for tobacco, and you can, you can grow more, right? You can get more, but it takes a while for it to scale up. It's not a fast scaling. It isn't, and. Ultimately, man, we've talked about this a lot too, and I know people give, but, but tobacco availability is just so important. And even if you have a factory, even if whatever, if people aren't willing to sell you stuff or are, but not the good stuff, it doesn't matter if you have a factory. <laughs> um, you know, so ultimately, Tobacco supply is is king, right? So, for sure. Yep, for really sure. interesting. Yep, the world tends to be. Uh, okay, so we have one more Chip and Lonsdale's thing. Yep. He, he sent me a link to a New Hampshire distillery that's making a crab-infused whiskey. Crab or crap? Crab, C-R-A-B. Okay, all right. <laughs> Have we gone too far? I guess not if you like crabs. Oh, yeah. Would you, would you try it? Would you try this? No. And, and <laughs> that I was like, my answer, too. And I like crabs. <laughs> Do you like whiskey? Uh, no, not really. What's your drink of choice, Drew? Dr. Pepper. <laughs> <laughs> do you drink alcohol at all? Yeah, I'll do, uh, uh, I'll do margaritas. Would you have a crab-infused margarita? Uh, maybe a Bloody Mary. That could be okay. Legit. Yeah, I think that could go could go well. That's probably not in whiskey and a bloody Mary though. <laughs> yeah, no. At Mo, you don't drink, but if you were to put it in with, you know, soda or coffee or something. Crab something you'd infuse crab with. No, nothing. Yeah. Little crab uh Protein shake. Oh, my God. <laughs> no. Crab-infused protein shake for after, yeah. after your workout. It's if you're on the purge diet. We should really do a patina-inspired uh, workout apparel line. Gym apparel. Not so much protein. <laughs> how would you how would you market that? I have no fucking clue. Yeah. Let's do it. 
you getting you getting old and rusty. Get your ass on the treadmill. Yeah, patina for pipes. There you or go. Pipes for patina. Oh. I haven't heard anybody. I haven't actually heard anybody use that in a while. Pipes. Yeah, that was a, that was always one of my favorites. Get those pipes. What do they call them now? I don't know. Who knows? What are some other ones that like, like things like that that are like you guys just find hilarious? I like, like guns. Guns is good, yeah. Wheels. Wheels is great. Wheels? Yeah. Yeah. What is that? Your legs. Look at them wheels. Doing <laughs> some wheels today. Yeah. Oh gosh. <laughs> stems. Look at that. Look at those stems. <laughs> Training them wheels. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. Cow. <laughs> You've never heard that cow? No, I don't work out. Why would I hear this stuff? <laughs> I, I don't know. Dude. I don't work out. Uh... <laughs> wheels. Maybe you should, and you'd hear some of these terms laugh my ass off that's a good ab workout right it is it is oh Oh my gosh all right so crab infusion is not not our jam sounds like no No. all right but you know what is kyle what the greatest thing to ever come out of the state of wisconsin Cheese? Culver's? Culver's. That's what I thought you'd say. Yeah. Culver's. Yeah. Incredible. Did, that good? did you have some recently? Oh, yeah. Yeah. What, what, a, what a contribution to society. I mean, just a fantastic establishment. Is that the Chick-fil-A of burger places? Um, How would you define that? Like impeccable, impeccable, friendly service. Fresh, fast. They're not that fast. No, they're not. Yes, but they are efficient. Like for what you're getting, it's fast. Yeah. Maybe. Less, because, less Jesus than Chick-fil-A. Yeah, less Jesus. But I, I I can, I mean, Chick-fil-A is the gold standard of service in the fast food. I mean, can we agree on that? Whether you or not you like the, the food? I haven't been there in so long. I don't know, but I, I hear that. Drewfus, do you eat Chick-fil-A? Um... Mm, not on the regular, but sure, some, yeah. Oh, good. okay, but you're familiar with their absolutely their level of service, good. right? It's good, yeah, yeah. Um, I think Culver's is right near that. I don't, I don't know. I've never been to Culver's. Next time you come up to the Midwest, Drew. Yeah, we'll. Mm-hmm. We'll make a trip up there. We'll skip the steak places, go to Culver's. Oh, Charlie. He'll love it. Drew will go nuts. 
Let, Drew will fucking take down two or three triples. Easy. Let Mo watch the boys and uh, we'll go eat. How far how far are we from uh from that? <laughs> um let's see. Probably uh what, fifteen weeks or so? Another three months. Oh shit. Oh, That's nice. soon. All right, where are we at with the names? Uh, is, is is Arnold still alive? Arnold is on the list. It okay. actually, wow. it actually is. All right, I'm slow. Right. I'm slow playing this. She does. She doesn't listen. She doesn't listen to the podcast. So perfect. I slow play it. Neither does anybody. <laughs> else. Nobody does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true. Um. I'm guessing Sylvester's out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm not even. I had to pick. Okay. I had to pick one. So okay, I did. What about Phil? Phil? Oh no, I like haven't even. Phil Heat. Haven't even thrown that one in there. Mm. All right. What about Franco? <laughs> Ronnie. Ronnie, yeah. <laughs> Big Ramy. Oh, uh, yeah. Kai. Kai. <laughs> Cal, Cal, we lost Cal. <laughs> he has no idea. <laughs> I'm just waiting for you to say Cal. I think that's a great name. Moo Cal Ooh, Richard. Richard Brandt. No, 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 no. Cal. Cal. Oh. Cal. I still I think you got to call him Rem. Can do it at least one of them. Middle name. Yeah. Cow. Arnold Rembrandt. Yeah. Mm. Oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. That's good. If it was Arnold, would you call them Arnold or like Arnie or like what what would you call them? Oh yeah, you'd have to have some some Arnie nicknames. So you're all about the nicknames, that's gotta be part of the deal. Some oh, people love yeah. it, some people hate it. I'm I think I think it, so <laughs> Arnold aside, in our uh, name process. Mm-hmm. We've, we've tried to think of all the nicknames that could be had with it. <laughs> mm, that's it. You have to. That's, yeah, yes. absolutely. Uh, we have a, um, I don't know how to put this, acquaintance of the family that just had mm-hmm. a kid. Mm-hmm. And their uh, nickname is horrendous. So What's the nickname? Um, it's okay. I don't want to say, say it. Too, it yeah. You're worried they might catch it. <laughs> it's what? Yeah, yeah, no, no. It's no, it's terrible though. So you, you gotta think you gotta think about all those things. Yeah, yeah. People will call your kids some silly shit. But dude, that's There's why Sylvester is so great. Sly. Sly. Now, Cal, at what point do you transition from rich to dick? You know, I I've wondered this question many times. Mm-hmm. Right, right now. I don't know. On the podcast right now. Yeah, not right What's, now. Oh. <laughs> I feel like you have to do it with like a, a job change or something, right? <laughs> <laughs> like all of a sudden, or like you can't be like, you know, one day like, hey, call me Rich and now call me Dick, right? That's weird. But if you're introduced to a whole new group of people, you can go with whatever you want. Have you ever have you ever told people that? You ever been like, hey, call me Dick? <laughs> no, I feel like I'm not old enough. And that was, yeah, I agree. My grandpa went by that, so no way. I gotta yeah. be old. Yeah, I'm named awesome. after him. 
So someday you probably will go by Dick, and not because we're being so. assholes. I think that's a great name. I think so it's hilarious. Like it. Oh right. yeah, it's like it's mildly fantastic. trolling everyone now. Yeah. No, I think it's great. You got to have at least a little bit of gray here to do it. Yeah, I think so. You you have a daughter, correct? Yeah. Will you make her her uh, boyfriends call you Dick? (laughs) (laughs) Probably so. (laughs) Mister Dick. (laughs) Mister Dick. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that'd be good. If I put on some extra weight, I could, I, not much, but even a little extra weight, I could be fat dick. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, that'd be golden. That'd be awesome. <clears throat> but no, you got to think of all those nicknames, 100%, right? Like, when we were looking up kids' names, too, Drew, have you seen the, the websites where you can put in somebody's name and it'll tell you, like, here's all the nicknames Here's the thing their schoolyard friends will call them to make fun of them. <laughs> like all oh, that no. shit. That's good though. Well, good stuff. That is good. You gotta think of all that. No, we 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 have not like, narrowed it down completely, so But can we agree that their middle name has to be Rem? Um we think the middle names are probably already set. Uh, Middle names are really good for family names yeah. that you don't actually want the people to have. Yes, and that's what it's probably <laughs> going to be. Yeah. I mean, just you have a great opportunity to name your kid Rembrandt. Well, we could do Remington, and then he'd be Rembrandt. What is that? Remington. Ooh, that's a nice name, actually. It's still on the table. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, that one is. Is Wesson on there, too? No. Browning? Browning Brandt? No. Oh, that's got a nice little litter. Colt. But, but we like Colt Brandt. Yeah, Colt. That's, that's very Oklahoma, too. We did like that's the... That's a race uh, car driver. That is. We did like the uh, the nickname Rim, so Remington was the only, the only way to go. Mm-hmm. What about Max? About what? Max. Max? Yeah. I don't think we've... Uh... Max Press Brandt. Ooh. <laughs> Rolls off the tongue. <laughs> <laughs> the other one's Legacy. <laughs> <laughs> that's, for, that's if you're having a daughter. Oh, yeah, like... shit. <laughs> Old Max Press. <laughs> <laughs> I'm smoking one of those this week. Man, I took one with me to Florida, but I didn't make it to it. Yeah, I'm going to smoke them this week. So good. You Let, God, let, let me know when you're smoking it, and I'll, I'll fire it up that same evening. Will do. There you go. Will do. There you go. Oh, well, let's see what else we got here. Uh, quick sort of PSA for folks, something you might want to know about if you don't. Uh, if you like our show and you like better quality shows, uh, you mm. might like watching uh, The Final Puff on YouTube. Have you guys checked this out at all? No. No. It's a thing Fred Rui did and is mm. releasing one thing at a time. So it's hour-long, in-depth conversations between him and, and these big people in the cigar industry. Mm. It's like he did one with Carlito Fuente, 
He did one with some members of the Quesada family and another one with Lito Gomez. They're pretty cool. Check them out. It's the final puff on YouTube. If you like cigar stuff, check it out. It really brings out the personalities, I think. Cool. So, yeah. Not much of a discussion there, but I thought I'd throw it in there because somebody might care. Um, All right, here's a question for you guys. Yeah. Uh, it's a cigar-related question, unfortunately. Damn it. Uh, Good. Yeah, sorry. Uh, it, it, it's maybe polarizing, too. If you had a cigar brand, and Mo, you can go with the one you have or a different one, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and you, you could have any existing cigar brand's PR team for yours, what team would you choose? You had all their marketing and PR and all that. That's a really good question. You know who always did a really great job was that um, Jacqueline Sears. Uh, Caldwell and everything? She did a lot with Drew Estate, Caldwell, all that stuff. Um, Had had jumped on with Mombacho for about three minutes. I don't know what happened, but, um, I mean, just the stuff that she's done is wildly creative. I think she's, you know, uh, I'm sure she's very expensive to work with, but, um, yeah, she seems like, so I don't know if she has like a company or, or what, but that'd probably be the person that I would, that or whoever does Fuente stuff, like Opus stuff. Yeah. Um, and then to round out the top three would be, uh, Nelson Alfonso from, you know, not, not Atabay, Byron, and obviously Cohiba. So, I mean, they've got some of the nicest stuff in the planet. If Just not for the, the nicest. Sure quality. Right. So, yeah, one of those three. Drew, any thoughts? Oh, man. That Patina Media Group's good. Mm-hmm. Fuente Fuente's good. Um, dude, I don't know. They all have different uh, strengths too. Exactly. That's why it's an interesting question, in my opinion. You can't just be like, "This is the best one." Full stop. No. No, of course not. Depends what you're trying to go for, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could easily say that whoever does Davidoff stuff. Yeah. You know, whoever I mean, made that originally, at least, right? Whoever yeah. knew that to be what it is. Who's whoever's doing it now? Yeah, whatever. Right, but somebody <laughs> did a bang up job making that a, a hell of a mm-hmm. brand. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, who's the uh, black boxes? Uh, shit. I like their stuff. Black boxes. So much so that I can't remember <laughs> their name. <laughs> Golly, that's terrible. I believe they st- it starts with an A. I'll edit this part out because that sounds terrible. <laughs> Dina Maduro sounds with a P. Uh, yeah, that's black box full of shit. No, those are good. I think I'm smoking <laughs> another one of those too. I did take patinas with me on the trip. Shit, I don't know. 
Yeah, all of them have something different. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. EP Carrillo, I like I like their shit. Like the branding and marketing. Yeah, yeah, all their all all their boxes, bands, that kind of stuff. Uh, they don't do a shit ton on social media, but. I think the biggest the biggest thing for people though like that is your general customer is just walking in the shop and looking at the rack and going, "What should I buy?" Mm-hmm. Yeah. Social media and all that's for the people that are already smoking your shit. Mm-hmm. Good point. To an extent, I think I think some people do. Yeah, you can you can reach some new. Yeah, yeah. But- they, they are looking online like a like an online cigar shop type of deal. They're looking and get something that's catching people's eye. But yeah, if you're not at least looking for cigars, you're not going to stumble on EP Carrillo. Legit. What about you, Kyle? Uh, if I had to pick just one for sort of you know, most number of things they can do well, I'd probably today pick Drew Estate. Uh, I was going to say the reason I'd say The reason I'd say that is that they they understand their consumers really fucking well. Yeah. Like, they hit a niche real hard. I don't know how well they do outside of that niche. I couldn't tell you. Mm -hmm. But, like, they do socials really well, or at least well, right? Mm -hmm. I I don't know about really well. They do them pretty well. they do events like nobody's fucking business. That's where they really do a good job. Right. Like if you're going to a Drew Estate event, you're probably having a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is is a huge thing. Um, I don't know. They, they just really do a good job with their customers. I think. Yep. Now uh, they got those barn smokers and everything, so like they're they're taking a next level. Mm-hmm. Yep. They do the factory tours and all that too. Yeah, at least they did. I don't know if they yeah. started that back yet. I I hadn't heard, but yeah, they were, I don't know, one or two a year, fly everybody to Nicaragua yeah. and tour and stuff. Yeah, they had the, what was that called? Shit, was like, can... Oh, the, the safari. It was a yeah. Cigar safari or something. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So they've done some good shit over the years that I think a lot of people have kind of taken and learned from and used. Are they perfect at everything? Not at all. But they sure know how to sell shit. That's good. Because they're in the business of selling shit. That's true. Yeah. Uh, Have you guys had, and none of us have mentioned Padron, by the way. um, Have you guys, have any of you tried the new, was it 95? Uh, I I believe it's a a round another round one. This one's not box pressed. I didn't know they had done a, a new a new something. Have you had it? I feel I have not. I um. Have you seen it? I looked at the cigar shop last time, and I. 
was going to pick one up if they had it, but they did not. Gotcha. I have not seen it. No, I, not not in person. Yeah. Well, you have a good shop that actually gets lots of good shit in too. Yeah, I don't know um, why they didn't or haven't yet. Maybe it's just a, a, a matter of yet. Probably. So, um, the drone's one where I feel like they did really good brand building and really good everything a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Now they don't they don't have to do anything anymore. Mm-hmm. They really don't do a whole lot anymore. Like they do some ads and stuff, right? They're not they're not yeah, like nowhere. Magazine, yeah. But they're uh, if I were working in their PR, I'd be bored as fuck. I, I think they're going to be busy soon. I really do, and here's why. Um, Padron has one of the most loyal smoking bases in the industry, I think. For sure. That smoking base also tends to be of advanced age. Sure. At some point, they're going to probably have to do some sort of trying to reach that that next generation of consumer. And because for the anniversary stuff, it's it's not cheap. Mm-hmm. You know? It's a celebration cigar. Yeah, and, and, and you know what? Maybe they use the 1000 series to try to get people onto Padron and then, you know, grow them from there. I don't know. But but that's just one thing I've noticed, like, with them is, like, out of all of, like, the major established brands, they seem to have, like, well, like, uh, typically, like, an older, uh, I don't know what you would call it. Yeah, I mean, I get what you're saying for sure right there. They have a, a very loyal base, mm-hmm. and I, I think a lot of people like Padron outside of that, but they don't—they're not hardcore mm-hmm. Padron smokers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'd also argue that if you tried to build Padron today using the methods that they used to build that company, which were wildly successful, right? They're right. making ass. I'm not saying anything bad about them. Right. Yeah. If you no. use those methods to try to build a brand today, it wouldn't work. Yeah. No, you're right. <laughs> yeah. It's a different ballgame. Funny word. Shit, I just, I just had a Padron the other day. It was just fantastic. They're great cigars. Mm-hmm. Every time. That's one of those cigars that when you're in the mood for that flavor profile, you have to smoke that. That's it. Like an Opus, right? Yeah. Um, so, no. <clears throat> All right, I got one more topic. I'm curious on your thoughts about it. It's not a cigar one. Yeah, the, man. I'm uh, sorry. I was looking up these cigars, and they look they look good. Which one? The '95. The '95. Yeah? It's for his. Uh, it would have been his 95th birthday. In, uh, oh, okay. It said only retailers at uh, the 2021 PCA that. That placed orders then are the ones that are getting it. 
Oh, okay. Interesting. 30 bucks a piece. Well, there you go. That's less than I would have guessed. Yeah. Boldest tobaccos that they're using, Maduro. Looks good. Mm-hmm. I'll totally pay that to try it, no doubt. Four and, yeah. th- four and three quarter by 60, Petite Gordo. <laughs> Four and three quarter by a sixty. It's a petite gordo. I think I changed my mind just now. Cause it showed. Yep, it is. <laughs> That's a good one too. That's a chub. I haven't heard that one in a while. Little yeah. little chub. <laughs> wow. They still look good. I would try them. Okay. Okay. What's your do anyway? But what's, that's your, weird. what's your question? <laughs> All right. So the background here. So so the birds you got. I know. Mo- yeah, birds for sure. Um, no, I know you don't use Facebook at all. But there's a setting where you can be friends with somebody, but then you can choose to not follow them. Right. So you don't see any of their posts. Okay. Uh, and groups have the same thing. You can follow them, or you can choose not to see the content that they have. Right. So you can be part of stuff, right. but not see it shoved sure. into your face sure so today that broke for me so i see everything today all the people i've unfollowed but i'm friends with all the groups that i chose not to see all their photos it's uh-huh. all on my feed today okay Interesting. Uh, and it's completely fucking unusable it makes facebook garbage um but that led me to wonder is the internet doomed at this point Right? Is it? Is there any way to save all the dumbassery on the internet, or is it this like? It, it, remember when it had like promise, right? In the '90s and early 2000s, you're like, oh, the internet's gonna be amazing, and now it's this like shithole of dumbasses and stupidity. And is there any chance Lord. of saving it, or are we fucked? No, we're probably pretty fucked. Mm-hmm. Dumbassery well, and so, porn. Well, so all those people move to the metaverse. Oh yeah, that's true. Something new. That is true. I didn't think it. I've seen those commercials for this metaverse. <laughs> um, I'm getting old because I don't give two shits about it. No, right. yeah, I mean, it's just more to for people to try to live outside of reality. Um, yeah, I don't know, Kyle. I, I do. My Instagram has been very weird lately. Like, just doesn't seem to be really working all that well. That's not just you. That's kind of everybody right now. Yeah. Um, and if you look at some of the cigar hashtags, they're all fucked up right now. Yeah. Because, like, what I like to do, like, with hashtag patina cigars, like, I'll go through if somebody didn't tag me or whatever, but I'll find stuff that people post with that hashtag, and I'll be able to comment on it or say, you know, and I can't even, I can't even get that to show me, like, the recent stuff. That's weird. Yeah, it's all fucked up. Yeah. So, um, I I don't know, man. I mean, we we've talked about this on previous podcasts. The trend is not very good. So, because yeah. part of it you can kind of blame on the companies to some degree, right? But Facebook and Instagram aren't aren't making people post completely stupid bullshit out of their no. minds either right no. like people are also stupid 
people are going for that dopamine hit of for likes that comes from other people so people or even it's people and conversation and controversy right. right correct yeah so people are feeding into other people right i love when you'll have somebody post a picture of them doing something or looking off the other direction and pretending not to be posing for a picture and then put in some sort of like philosophical fucking quote that has nothing to fucking do with the picture. Yeah. As if anybody gives a fuck what you think. Right. And it's a stolen philosophical quote too. Right? Oh yeah. It's not so, something yeah, they no, made up. Yeah. It ain't their own. Cause that would be kind of amazing if you could. Right. Right. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Yep. Metaverse. (laughs) (laughs) NFTs. All right, so for NFTs, We're fucked. Yeah, for NFTs, do you think that there's any hope that this will be like a real thing, or is this the the greater fool theory pulling through? Right, you're mm-hmm. the only way you're going to sell this is if somebody's a bigger dumbass than you. You're finding the greater fool and taking their money. Um, there are enough people in the tech world that believe this stuff is here to stay people that I trust, people that are in high levels of uh, like Amazon and uh, Microsoft that I know um, that believe that it's here to stay in some form or fashion. And I would tend to agree with them because you have an entire generation coming up on this stuff now. These are normal things for them. Um, are people going to be paying $3 million for a bored ape or whatever the fuck it's called? That I don't know. And are you ever going to see the astronomical values that you saw? I, that I don't know. But the concept itself, the metaverse, NFTs, all of that, crypto, do I believe it will be here in some form or fashion as we move forward? Yeah. But I I would say it's going to change pretty drastically. Sure. Like the idea that you can prove ownership of a digital asset probably has all kinds of applications. Mm -hmm. But just buying random shit and selling it to people for higher prices is probably not going to be the long term answer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, And and I and I don't care what anybody tries to tell me. But if you think that the central banks of the world are going to allow crypto to take away their control over monetary over monetary things, you are out of your fucking mind. That will not happen. It just won't. I mean, unless you want, unless there's going to be a war, but it's just not going to happen. You will have if if they do move to a digital currency, which they probably will at some point. It will be issued through a central bank. 
and will be to the detriment of people. Drew, should we get him going? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I just, all of this stuff just makes me sick. I just don't like where things are going. It's not good. Everybody gets caught up in these other things and it's like, God, you're just, you're missing the big one. (laughs) Missing the big stuff. It's truly going to change your fucking life. And your kids' lives. Just spend time in the metaverse. (laughs) And uh, buy a Tesla before they go bankrupt, apparently, right? Yeah. Tesla? No, they'll get bought by somebody. They're worried about going bankrupt. You can't fucking trust the goddamn thing that guy said. (laughs) And if you haven't figured that fucking out by now, I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) I'm going. Uh, (laughs) Oh, Uh, that's great. Mm. I mean, that's very true. Fuck, I 100% agree with you. Guy's a fucking showman. My question is, who's finding him useful right now to get the, what they need to get out of him before they dispose him? That's my question. Somebody more powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And at some point you got enough money and you got enough following yeah. that you're just moving markets yourself for fun. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, pretty much. I think that's the real play. They literally fucking wiped out trillions of dollars of value in these crypto things. Yeah. I mean, this guy had people buying Dogecoin as if it was going to be the next fucking US dollar. Oh, if you bought that at the right time, you made fucking bank, though. Sure. There was no but, logical but, way to know that. But how many people really did? You hear about them because they're so few. Well, sure. <laughs> and, I mean, it, it, it was somebody else's money that went away, right? So right. Could get that money. It's not like yes. it's from nowhere. Right. You know? Yeah. It's bad. It's bad. Just for fun, one of the things I, I enjoy doing, uh, I have a, an account with Coinbase. Or yeah. Crypto oh, yeah. Yeah. Not not because I've ever bought crypto. I've literally mm-hmm. never bought it. But they have this like learn and earn thing where you can get mm-hmm. like a couple bucks a week in crypto. Mm-hmm. Oh, somebody's blowing off fire. Hell yeah. Somebody cool. at Taco right Bell. Above my house. Right above my fucking house. <laughs> Taco Bell. All right. Well, that'll get interesting. I'll have to go inside in a minute. Um, but I'm not even close to the fucking fourth yet. Come on, people. Um, <laughs> You're getting close. Insane. Oh, yeah, so I have this Coinbase thing, and I, I get this free crypto mm-hmm. just to watch it drop. <laughs> I think it's so funny. <laughs> get all this crypto and just watch it tank. So one of the things you'll see is what they call beer market rallies, okay? And it'll drop to a point where people will think, okay, this is a good time to buy. They're wrong, but they'll get you know, maybe a five, six, seven percent increase or whatever before it tanks again. Mm-hmm. Because you know you got to have that rally to bring in the suckers again, and then before you sure. fucking drop it down again. Um, so yeah, crypto is going to go through a reckoning, uh, and will continue to for some time. But I remember, and I don't know if I talked about this on the podcast, but when. I don't remember what Bitcoin was in the 50 something range. 
and somebody who was that I knew that was working uh, in that space literally showed me a contract that people were just trying to offload it. And he goes, watch and see what happens to this shit. He goes, all the big boys are getting out. And I tried to relay this to some people that I knew that were in that space, and they laughed at me. I bet you they wish they would have listened now. So, yeah. Kyle, you said it best. Something has value as long as you find a greater fool. We'll see. Or we'll all be eating our words when those guys are all billionaires. Mm. No, I mean, there already are. But they were yeah, one, some, some of the lucky money. few. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Mm. There you go. Well, boys. All right. I'll see you in the metaverse. Yeah, in the metaverse. <laughs> we got a title for the podcast. <laughs> They've already had their first uh, sexual assault in the metaverse. That's yeah, fucked up. Yep. <laughs> people it's will be really people, no matter where the fuck they operate. You guys. All right, have, boys. You guys have a good one. Later, guys. See ya.